2: Happy Friday, everybody. It's Dukes and Bell, live from State Farm Arena. Uh, we are talking plenty about our new head coach, Raheem Morris, with you at 404-726-0929. Follow us, by the way. He's Mike Bell, ATL. I'm at put Him up see Dukes, and this radio show, Dukes and Bell 929. Follow the radio station at 929 The Game. Let's bring in our man, Brian McFadden. All Things Covered is the podcast. It's amazing. And, of course, he's a NFL analyst for CBS. All right, Mac. Your thoughts on this hire. Uh, I think a lot of guys yesterday around the league respect Raheem and we're putting things out there about him and and what kind of individual he is. We know because he was here. What do you think about this hire?
3: I love the hire. Uh, You know, speaking with you guys over the last few weeks, you know, of course, you know, my number one guy was Coach Hallbaugh and the Chargers did the best thing they can possibly do and not allow him to leave from that second interview without getting him to become their head coach, which was which was smart. But outside of that, you know, I know we've heard about the ideal of Bill Belichick potentially being the head coach for the Atlanta Falcons. As I mentioned with you guys also, I wasn't really high on that. And if you're telling me you can get a guy like Raheem Morris um to come back to Atlanta that understands the organization, that has a good relationship with the owner already, understands the fan base, understands the city, not to mention coming from where he's coming from. You know, one thing that I'm starting to realize about the game of football in the National Football League guys, Sean McVay's a coach. He can coach. He can coach football. He was born to coach football. And outside of Brandon Staley, it's safe to say everything that has came from his coaching tree has been successful. Matt LaFleur, Kevin O'Connell zach taylor these are guys that have excelled in a head coaching opportunity and i believe raheem morris can do the same
0: i like it i know that uh, players love this guy brian you're hearing it think some guys either in the game right now or guys like you that are retired just love this dude's energy i mean i get it he was so young one of the youngest hires in nfl history back in the day with the box which before you know they won the super bowls they were pretty known for dysfunction as well how much did how much does the coach
3: evolve over over his time over his career uh it, it, a coach e- it evolves just like we do in life you know as you get older you get wiser that's how it's supposed to be now we might have a few of those that don't really reach that pinnacle but that's the the usual concept in regards to being a coach especially a head coach when you receive that title too early it's hard to really showcase who you can be as a head coach because one thing i know about the head coaching job you have to be a leader of men and it takes time to understand that role, not just during the season, but off season as well. And the thing that I like about Raheem Morris, he took his bumps and bruises, as you mentioned, down in Tampa. He didn't wa- he didn't waver. He stayed the course. He stayed motivated, and he continued to show that he could be a heck of a ball coach. And when you talk about having the backing of players, former players, current players, you instantly gain the locker room when you have that respect. Because if you talk about trying to get a group of men to buy into everything that you're selling them week in and week out. If they don't respect you, they're not going to buy in. I don't care if it's on the clearance rack. Respect will make players buy into what you're saying. And when you talk about some of the successful coaches in the National Football League, they all respect their head coaches.
2: B, do you think Belich- Belichick coaches this year?
3: I don't think so. I, I, I don't think so, I, and, and here's why number one he's 72 right how many more years does he have left in the tank to be a motivated coach to win ball games number number two for me is he coaching because he still has the love to coach the game or is he coaching to try to get the record for most wins Mm -hmm. i think he's what 18 wins away right 15 Um, yeah 15 bro 15 you know two decent years and he would have that record so those are things that I would be concerned with with Belichick. And then lastly, I mean, the last two years, let's keep it real. We, Belichick was, at best, a middle-tier, middle at best, a middle-tier coach in the National Football League. And I'm not saying that to take anything away from his resume, but y'all, y'all guys know how it is. The NFL is not, not a resume profession, right? The NFL is a professional league that's all about what are you doing for me right now. It's a right-now business. And right now, he's not a good coach. For whatever reason, the last few years, he hasn't been a good coach
0: is our man brian mcfadden guys former super bowl winner with the steelers talking about the coaching search so real quick the the, the dynamic of the general manager we really like the job he did with the free agents we're not really sure how the process worked out of some of the draft picks with arthur you know smith maybe be involved brian but what do you think they're going to do quarterback wise do you think we entertain the fields thing or do you think i mean are we going to go for a quick fix or are we going to go for the draft
3: call from mom
0: answer it call silenced
1: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
3: Before I answer that question, the the, the first thing that I love about hiring Raheem was that we heard that Rich McKay was no longer involved in football operations. I felt like that was a disconnect when you talk about having Rich McKay kind of involved and kind of being the middle person between Terry and Arthur Smith and then Arthur Blank. So that was the first plus outside of hiring Raheem the organization was able to add to what they're doing and moving forward in the future. So I like that Raheem and Terry Fonnew directly will be talking to the owner. That's important. Now, to answer your question, Mike, we got to – Atlanta, either two things for me. This This is what I would do. Yes, I would entertain the thought about Justin Fields. I think – Chicago is going to move on from Justin Fields. I think they're going to use their first overall selection on Caleb Williams or a quarterback, ideally Caleb Williams. I think they're going to move on. If that's the case, we got to see what it costs. If you can't go that route, what about Kirk Cousins? If Kirk Cousins is healthy, I think he's a guy that can come into your organization and give you two quality years of football to kind of keep you afloat, especially in a lukewarm division. And then you still can utilize some of your resources to draft the up-and-coming quarter of the future. But that's what I would do. And I, I, I think both scenarios is a win-win for Atlanta because outside of what, if you factor in who Justin Fields is and his potential, not to mention what Kirk Cousins has done when healthy, both guys are a better option than what you had what, what Atlanta has had in the last two years.
2: Brian Mcfadden our guest guys. Podcast is called All Things Covered CBS NFL Analyst. Let's talk about the games this weekend. AFC NFC championship games. Um Lamar gets Mark Andrews back. He is off the IR as they get ready for the Chiefs. Who do you like in this game and why?
3: Okay, so you guys know how how I rock and roll, you know, having me on every every Friday. I'm always looking to try to earn a buck, right? So I'm going to give you who I like based on the spreads. I'm taking Kansas City receiving three and a half, and here's why. Just from the betting trends that I follow and that I've studied, one thing I know about Pat Mahomes, he's not an underdog too often. He's not an often, often underdog in his professional career. But when he's been an underdog, guys, prior to last week's win, he was eight and three straight up, nine, one and one ATS as an underdog. For you guys that are listening to me that are not too familiar about the betting language terminology, ATS means against the spread. I repeat, 8-3 and three straight up as an underdog, 9-1-1 one one ATS as an underdog. Long story short, the very few times in his career when he's been an underdog, he's covered the spread. So I got I to gotta follow that trend. I think straight up, outright, just win the ball game. I like Baltimore to win because I think they're the better team. I do, but you talk about when it comes to the spread. I gotta take Pat Mahomes getting three and a half, and based on those trends that I just gave you, I can't, I can't defer from that.
0: All right, they got a great field goal kicker. Maybe it's gonna come down to the Ravens winning on a field goal, but you still win your bet, Brian McFadden. Mm. The uh, the other game, and this is where it's funny, man. (laughs) This week, I look, he looked like crap for much of the game, but Brock Purdy's taking more hits than a pinata. What's your take on this, dude? Is he gonna redeem himself, or is he gonna continue to struggle against Detroit?
3: Yeah, Mike, Carr. what's up, man? What's up with all this Brock Purdy slander, man? I I don't understand. (laughs) I I don't. People keep saying, well, he has this around him. Well, they only ask him to do this. Last time I checked, every great quarterback that we've all watched throughout our life, they've always had something good around them to rely on as well. Right. stop doing Brock like that and I feel like this guys and, and I'll answer your question I think if Brock Purdy was a first rounder or second rounder playing the way he's been playing in his career thus far he would not receive the criticism that he's been receiving I think yeah, people I, feel some type of way because he's a yeah. what he was a Mr. Irrelevant the last right. pick of the draft his draft and what he's doing is like well he, he's not this he's not that man Brock Purdy is more than a serviceable quarterback you can call him a game manager this guy wins ball games so to answer your question, I think we see a better Brock Purdy than what we saw in totality last week. I think the conditions last week, the rain, played a part in him not looking like many people feel like he should look. But get this though, in the more critical moments of that ball game last week, he showed up. He made plays. That drive, he made plays, and I think he was six or seven on that last drive that they needed to score that winning touchdown. And he stood up in the paint. That's what you want your quarterback to do. So the Brock Pur- Purdy slander man got got to stop, man. Let man play ball.
2: Uh. Is this a close game with the Lions, though? Before we let you go, is it closer than what people oh. expect? It's a seven-point
3: game. <laughs> hey, Up hey. On, one and thing and about so old much. Mac and Mac. Hey, one thing about old Mac. I don't mind sharing the wealth, man. I because if I win, we all win. So my take on this game right here, betting wise, listeners. So I'm trying to put some money, some money in your pocket, some good legal money, right? I'm taking Detroit. What's the point? And I'll say this, like I said in the first matchup, I think San Francisco will will win outright. But I'm taking Detroit with the points, and here's why. One thing about Jared Goff that no one is really talking about when it comes to gambling and when it comes to betting, Jared Goff has been the the last three years, guys. I I got some numbers for you. The last three years, Jared Goff is 34-16 ATS. That's a 68% winning percentage. The last three years, he's been the best in the National Football League the last three years in covering the spread. He's been winning 68% of the times against the spread. So just from the last three years alone, if someone was betting on Jerry Goff, you're up. You're nowhere close to being even. You're up right now 18% based on what he's done. I gotta follow that trend. Man, my uncle told me, man, even though he's a little intoxicated at that time, he said, Listen, nephew, when it started betting on these ball games, the trend is your friend. You better follow that trend. Never go the opposite direction. Follow the trend. So I gotta follow that trend as well.
0: All right. By the way, Ravens uh seven and 11 against the spread as far as overs, Carl. They go under. The Ravens go under more than they go over. 44-and-a-half.
3: That, hey, 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 <sighs> that defense. Hey, that right. defense is hell out there for Baltimore, man. McDonald's mm. done a phenomenal job, especially at home with his defense.
2: Great stuff. B, appreciate you. Enjoy the games. We will talk to you next week. We'll know who's going to the Super Bowl and uh, hopefully all these coaching hires will be done. We got two more teams that need to figure it out, but the Falcons have their guy. Brian McFadden, appreciate you, man.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you.